Don't be scared. doing good welcome to the final hour on rbn i'm your host travis and happy to be with you and discuss some cool topics and uh, a couple of announcements um hope my audio quality is better than last week sorry about that should be um announcing a new chat board if anybody cares to hop in the chat share some links uh Ideas, thoughts, whatever, you're welcome to hop on there. Final hour chat, all lowercase, dot chatango.com. So it's C H A T A N G O, chatango.com. So final hour chat, chatango.com. Okay, so yeah, feel free to use that if you want. I, like I said, I don't check it live, but, um, Occasionally, I might go in there and drop some links, and we could share some resources. Uh, also, got a new email. I'll get my email situation fixed. It is fhost at protonmail.com. All lowercase, fhost at protonmail.com. So if you want to reach out with any thoughts or ideas, feel free. Um, I don't check it regularly, but I will try to check it more often. Um most people don't want to email me or call me or talk to me anyway. So, but if you have any ideas or thoughts or criticisms, shoot them my way. So last week we had uh, Mitchell Henderson on. I enjoyed having him on. It was a good call. Um, he does a, a weekly segment on rents, and uh, yeah, we just talked about uh, about the psyops, about the you know the just just the whole cartel basically. So I thought it was a great show probably uh, have him back on some other time um tonight i'm gonna have another guest uh tom rogers he's been on rbn a couple times before he's a little bit controversial for some people um but i like that anytime that i see some controversy i kind of perk up because uh sometimes we might learn new things we might develop new ways of thinking about things and uh sometimes uh we need to challenge ourselves so i think a lot of people get in these ruts of thinking, um, especially, um, you know, in the right left paradigm, you know, you try to talk some sense into a hardcore, um, Trump supporter and 
they're just not going to hear it, you know, about any topic. So, you know, they know it, they got it, they got their news sources. They don't want to look outside the box, but the point is we should all, uh, question ourselves, question these, these ideas and thoughts. And, uh, this delves in some pretty, pretty heavy topics. It's about health and it's about, um, you know, taking care of ourselves. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a known fact that the eugenics program is underway and it's particularly targeting older people, in my opinion. It's particularly tar- targeting the retirees, um, the people um, over 50, 60, wh- whatever age, over retirement age. Of course, they don't want to pay out the benefits. So there's a lot of reasons for why they're targeting the older people. But I think, uh, you know, maybe we should all think about being more healthy um, in the coming days with the challenging year coming up or next year, whatever, uh, well, maybe we all need to think about that. So anyways, uh, that's what the guest tonight's going to talk about a little bit. And, uh, I think you'll enjoy it, but I did want to take a quick moment to discuss the recent sewer rat infestation in New York. Boy, uh, someone needs to call it pest control or something. These are some pretty remarkably successful rats who've been creating their own tunnel systems. And what I find amazing is NYPD's lack of investigation into these tunnels and the rapid response to quickly fill these tunnels in. I mean, I'm kind of wondering, did we just witness the quickest response of like any big town like New York, Chicago, L.A. to actually fix something? I mean, they probably got potholes and all sorts of sidewalk issues and, you know, they've been there for years and been known about. People have been writing about them. But they sure did get on uh, filling those uh, dangerous tunnels really quick, huh? <laughs> find that pretty interesting. So, uh, also, what's interesting is the, of course, the uh, sewer rats were quick to blame uh, a certain rambunctious youth in creating these things. And they've offered all sorts of little lame excuses of why they were created. And, you know, we all know this is not the work of a rogue element inside Shabad Lupovich or Chabad, however you say it. Uh, and that's basically where it was found or where the tunnel was going to. And um, you got to wonder how many other tunnel systems exist under synagogues in this country. And it's too bad our law enforcement and DOJ and three-letter agencies are all preoccupied. I don't know what they're doing, really, to be honest with you. I guess they're busy on the Jew-owned Pornhub. I don't know. <laughs> I was just speculating. What are they doing with their time? Sure not catching any bad guys. But anyway, I just thought I had, I just had to bring that up. I thought those were some interesting points I heard, some videos, and... Um, I linked one of them in there. Yeah, pretty quick to fill those in, cover up the evidence, you know. And there's def- there was definitely evidence of uh, basically, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Child trafficking. I mean, there's you know little size mattresses. They're soiled. They're stained. There's like looked like baby high chairs. Just all sorts of random stuff down there. And I didn't like pause the video and analyze what everything was, but. You know, it's just it's just odd. So you you got to wonder if this is part of a human trafficking network, and that's that's another important topic I want to cover tonight. Probably haven't spent enough time talking about it, but it's a serious issue that's been going on in our country for a long time. And of course, 
where are the Christians, you know, in, you know, exposing this and making this known? And where are the, the people who should care, like the parents out there, uh, getting involved, you know, they're, they're nowhere to be found in most cases. You know, there are people that have really dug into this and, and figured things out. And um, our guest is going to talk about that a little bit. But, you know, nothing ever seems to happen. And things just quietly get swept under the rug, as will, you know, these recent um, rat tunnels they found. So, anyway, you know, just kind of a... Uh, kind of weird that it just blew up in their face like that i found that pretty weird um i'm surprised they didn't have more control over how it all went down um i don't really understand how it got exposed i thought that was pretty odd but somehow it did and it was a mess if you watch the videos i'll i'll make sure i uh include a link that has a lot of the twitter videos that have also oddly enough have since been removed by the original poster so, sure, he got into some trouble for posting that. Um, but anyways, this is out there. It was quite the scene. I don't know how anybody can understand what's going on, because, like, it was, it was a mess. But, you know, back to the human trafficking thing. You know, a lot of people talked about it, and uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem. And it's, um, they've got a lot of ways to funnel these kids into their network and their systems. And, of course, it makes them a lot of money. Uh, it's probably a way to control people. It's probably a way to uh, make, you know, agents do their bidding, um, you know, maybe, you know, program these kids to do what they want later on in life, program them to be their own monsters in a way with, you know, a lot of the rumored trafficking, you know, a lot of it is sexual abuse. And so that kind of just destroys their life and their future. And it might just kind of... um first pigeonhole them into working for team darkness in a way. So it's, it's, you know, again, I just, you know, I regret not talking about it enough, but it is something I just wanted to bring up. And, uh, like I said, a lot of people have, uh, talked about this and, uh, I knew a lady and this was, you know, her firsthand testimony to me that she was, the basically the right hand woman to um, Adam Walsh from the Walsh Foundation, you know the the guy that um, I think his kid was kidnapped, America's Most Wanted, or whatever, and they you know and they never found his kid, maybe found his head or something. I might be mixing the story up, but anyways, it had to do with the McMahon or McMillan um, preschool in California, and basically what she told me is that was all true, and they did their darndest to cover it up and, and downplay it. And basically, you know, those people got off no charges and it got to the point where they even blew up uh, a sheriff's car in LA County, LA sheriff's County car. So what she told me is that stuff is real and it happens all over the country. And cause she was a counselor to these kids and it was pretty, pretty horrific. And, you know, I didn't really ask, to you know go into details about it because you know i'm sure it would have brought back trauma for her but i just kind of wanted to know the general story and confirm this and this was back in the time that you know pizzagate was all going around and you know i'm sure a lot of elements of pizzagate were red herrings to get us you know distracted or 
you know, to, you know, discredit the idea, oh, these conspiracy theorists believe this craziness. But, you know, a lot of it is true. And, you know, just to bring up, you know, that real quick, you know, James Alephantis is ranked one of the most wealthiest people in D.C. And, you know, he's supposedly just owned a pizza parlor or had nothing else listed as what he was doing around D.C. And, you know, of course, there's rumors of tunnel systems all over the Capitol. And so anyway... Yeah, kind of a heavy topic, but <clears throat> I do think you find the uh, the guest pretty interesting. Again, he's uh, he's no uh, stranger to controversy. He's no stranger to putting himself in um, in the uh, in the battle, basically. And uh, yeah, I, I think he called in a couple shows ago, and I talked to him after the show, and just talked a little bit more and learned a little more and kept questioning and you know just tried to find out some more so has he called in yet mike okay um yeah 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 play that lieberman real quick that goes back to that habai lupovich and that ties this back in to play that please i used to say that habai was sending out more shluchim than McDonald's was opening new hamburger places. He's way beyond that now. Uh, I also, and here I have to be careful what I say, I once said that it seemed to me, uh, as somebody involved in national security matters, that Chabad actually was developing a larger worldwide organization than the CIA. Tonight, we're honored to have with us the former director of the CIA, a dear friend of mine, Jim Wolsey. So it's like, you know, it's, you see these ex-presidents with uh, Chabot right, leaders. That's good, Mike. So I, I wanted to play that real quick because um, that was Joe Lieberman talking to uh, a Shabbat house meeting or something. And, you know, that that's another topic I haven't really got into a lot. But the, the Shabbat house, uh, Shabbat Lupovich. Okay, cool. G- give me one sec. Just wanted to finish this up with Shabbat real quick. They're a super powerful element in the government pretty much they go meet with every president um the you know they pretty much you know throw their money around or and whatever they do i don't know but they have a lot of control and they're a big player in all this and uh yeah it's pretty pretty evident so anyway i just want to tie that back in so i'm not gonna beat around the bush but i suspect they're part of the huge human trafficking network so anyways Without further ado, we got uh, Tom Rogers on. Welcome, Tom. How you doing? Hi, Travis. How you doing? I was uh, enjoying your dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to kind of go off on a tangent because everybody was talking about it, and just thought I'd uh, add to the conversation on that because, <laughs> uh, you know, the Shabbat uh, definitely has a lot of a lot of power and the. The other big issue I don't think we've talked about a lot is the espionage aspect and, you know, of, you know, Israel digging into our U.S. military secrets. Of course, the uh, high technology sector is almost completely hijacked. You know, they relocated uh, Microsoft Research and Development to Halifax or somewhere in Israel. And, uh, you know, huge huge topics. But I know you got some huge topics to talk about, too. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've talked to Tom a couple times off air and I found his his uh 
his history very very interesting very intriguing and tom is 83 years old is that correct i'm pushing 83 83 months away oh wow cool yeah he's healthy he's happy his wife he's living with his wife he's doing good and um you know tom's been around for a long time she she's a year older than i am she's still driving she's still wrestling with handicapped children in school she's a instructor for the handicapped wow that's amazing well do you want to retire and betty just says well i'm fine she loves the kids Wow. The sad thing is she understands a little bit more now than she did earlier in her life why those kids are damaged. Right. You know, many of them are vaccine damaged. Oops, let's not use that word on it. <laughs> we could use it on here. We'll uh, say what we want. Um, hey, I just got to ask you, I know this is a random oddball question, but I, I, I forgot to ask you in our calls. I ask anybody over... Um, 65 or even younger do you remember the skies looking the way they did when you were a kid with these you know these supposedly contrails you know fanning out and becoming this gray haze do you remember that as a young man oh do you mean that do i remember blue skies yeah hmm. do you remember clear blue skies <laughs> the clear blue skies exactly okay i just I always have to ask uh older people about that hey what do you remember about the skies <laughs> that's another topic another topic but yeah back to the kids i mean you know that that's a huge huge issue that i don't think a lot of americans are really paying attention to is our kids and you know sometimes i even wonder myself as a parent i go geez man i may maybe i need to ask them more talk to them more teach them more you know so i just think you know a lot of americans just you know, thinks they're going to go up fine and the system's going to educate them. And, you know, Lord knows we found out that our education is that of a slave. So what's your thought on that? Well, I was uh, going to comfortably retire, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, one day in 2001, a mother and daughter showed up at my front door knocking on the door and asking me if if I would help them. And I say, how can I help you? And they say, well, the state has taken our child and uh, they're, they're accusing of us of abuse and neglect. And, of course, what's really bizarre is this mother and daughter that showed up at my do- door. When I say mother and daughter, I should say grandmother and her, do- her daughter. The daughter's the one that had the baby. Right. The baby was taken by the state. And that's, by the way, that's all on the web uh, under familyversusstate.org. Family VS. I believe, I think I bought both forms, family VS or familyversusstate.org. Or actually, you can go into Gassing America, and there'll be a link in the top bar that'll take you to that, to family versus state. Okay. I mean, here you know, I was, uh, you know, pushing 70. And I thought, okay, now I'm, I can enjoy life. I can relax. Right up there. Uh-oh, got a break. Yeah, hang tight. Break. Keep, we'll be right back, guys. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. 
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. So, yeah, Tom, I think you were uh, you were uh, explaining how these people came to you for some help. They're, the state was taking their kid, and that's how you kind of got involved with the whole uh, state seizure of kids, basically. <laughs> right? Oh, yes. In fact, almost every case that came to me after that 
you know, included child protective services, crim- criminal behavior. Right. <laughs> so, like so, so how, with this this couple that came to you, I mean, this uh, mother and grandmother, they they took the kid because they were they said the kid was getting sick, right? And you figured out that the kid was getting sick from subacute levels of carbon monoxide poisoning. Is that correct? Right. If you go to uh, familyversusstate.org, that, that'll be their story. It was rather crudely written because I was just learning how to build, well, a little bit more experience, but just learning how to build websites. And, of course, I'd be laboring in the daytime. I had to pay my bills and all of that. Then I'd be laboring on their case, and then at night I would be writing. And then quite often I would be up at the state capitol, you know, looking for a way to publish publish the story and get the truth out. And ultimately we did get to a remedy, kind of curious. Uh, I ended up having to go down to uh, Hollywood, getting with my friends down there, particularly Fox Television, and they came up and they uh, were putting together a story on the, the family's event. And it played on the national feed. Within a couple of days, the, the judge called up the family and she restored the baby back to the mother and father, but then basically closed the case, dismissed without prejudice. You know, wow. that's kind of that deal where they, they don't want to admit to their error. But the mother and, of course, the family was happy to have the child back. And uh, from that point on, my life became rather open to the public. What's really interesting is when that mother and daughter came to my door, they had no idea that I had worked in pediatric pathology. But later they told me, now this sounds a little crazy, but they had... You know, they were desperate. When the state had taken the grand, the child, they got on their knees and they were asking the, asking the Lord for help. And what, what they told me later is that after they'd both been on their knees praying together, they got up from their prayer and my name rolled right off both of their lips. What's bizarre is that they had no idea that I'd actually ever worked in you know, in medicine or especially in pediatric pathology. But I hate to tell you this, God apparently did. God remembered what I'd worked in. What's really really interesting, I was, how do you say, a practitioner in pathology, including pediatrics, but I was on the side of the, the, the system. And in 1991, that turned around when I had my own experience, which forced me to re-examine the science that I had labored with for 30 years and ended up changing my course and, as a consequence, becoming a persona non grata among my fellows. But anyway. Right. So, so you, were, you were trained as a uh, pathologist, with, which studies disease, right? Uh-huh. And in human, and I've you told me in in animals also. Yeah, well, I started out in in uh, veterinary pathology because of family business, but I also 
needed to, 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 you know, be able to work and make money to pay for my other pathology pursuits. In other words, I began in veterinary pathology and then, of course, crossed over as my education continued into human and to pediatric. Right. And geriatric. Okay. So, and you studied some stuff in in the lab and, you know, you you obviously were looking at the stuff. uh, This must have been back in the 60s? Uh-huh. And you told me at one time that they knew about mad cow disease in the 50s and 60s. Is that correct? Yep. But that was suppressed because it would be bad for business. Right. <clears throat> right. Well, hold on. Before we get into that, let's, let's go back to the... Um, the toxicity in these mobile homes, um, and that's what's what's helping to generate, um, I guess, uh, children for the state. You know, they were able uh-huh. to seize children by these these families that often li- live in mobile homes, and the way that the exhaust gas is is nearby where the intake of the uh, furnace is. It's basically poisoning these people at subacute levels. So hold on, guys. We'll be right back. Got a break. And I found it one day in a drawer of old photographs. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. 
the decision then becomes up to you. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. And Tom, Tom basically figured out, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but Tom figured out that these trailers, these mobile homes were basically poisoning people and they would poison them to a, a subacute level where it wasn't easily detectable. And of course, a lot of the carbon monoxide detectors were not sensitive, sensitive enough to detect this subacute carbon monoxide poisoning so what what that caused was you know in certain cases it caused sids you know sudden infant death syndrome um the kids would be sick the parents would be sick and and basically you know if they taking the kid to the doctor and the doctor's going oh well this this family's got this sick kid they're not feeding it well you know the state's going you know sending cps out to take a kid so is that kind of the gist of it tom pretty much right on target <laughs> okay, I just wanted to summarize it for you because, I mean, I thought that was pretty heavy that you figured this out and you you actually battled CPS and on this and have been talking about this and of course it's got no news coverage because you know the mobile home manufacturing uh, industry is federally regulated and of course a lot of you know working class you know humble people live in mobile homes, so I don't know. It seems like a targeted thing to me when you think about it, the way they had this this design where, you know, they're just basically sucking in the fumes from the gas-burning 
you know, natural gas burning furnace. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's one way. That's one way they're targeting people and the kids. And Sorry, Tom, go ahead. Anything you want well, to add to that? You know, Hillary Clinton called uh, us the deplorables. How about right. the better term in their mind, the disposables? Right. That's pretty much what, how they think of it. I mean, and, and get this. Uh, I mean, they, they it, one of those hurricanes down there in the south, they had those little FEMA trailers they were trying to tell everybody, oh, please come stay. We're going to give you this trailer. Well, they found out they were super toxic and, like, even way more toxic than the regular mobile homes with sucking in this carbon dioxide. Is that correct, Tom? Yeah, Jesse Finran, who was a ex-deputy sheriff in, in New Orleans area, saw my work on the web, gassingamerica.com, or licensedtokill.us at the time, or Daniel in the lion's den. I mean, I'm kind of a cuckoo, you know, with when it comes to web pages. Yeah, I, you've given me like well over six at least. <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing web pages since the beginning basically yeah <laughs> well you know when you're looking around for truth and you don't see it in the mainstream media you got to do something your conscience doesn't let you rest without trying to publish the truth some way you know and i'd say well let's see let me see if i can figure out a domain name that people will remember easily oh yeah poisoningthepoor.com poisoningthepoor.com that routes you to gassingamerica.com ultimately. But initially, the, the, like they say, the first family was the mother and the gra grandmother. And I wrote that up and put it uh, out on the, the web in the public. And that's family versus state. By the way, I used to run or produce a radio program called Family Rights Radio. I don't know what's ever, if anything's ever come of that. But uh, there in the uh, early 2000s, I was producing a family rights radio. And, uh, oh, wow. Probably two or 300 people that were participants. We actually wow. went to Washington, D.C., and I produced, you know, papers and provided that to the entire Senate, House, the White House, the, uh, Health and Human Services. You know, everybody involved with the... Uh, Child Protective Services and and the health and uh, safety of the people living in the manufactured, but also regular homes. Right. In fact, the first case was not a mobile home in 2001 when the mother and daughter came, grandmother and and mother came to me. You know, they were living in a regular home. They had bought it. Somebody had replaced the furnace, put in what's called a high efficiency a fur high efficiency furnace. And instead of bending it to the roof, they vented it out the side, which is legal. And a weird right. who made it legal. The National Fire Prevention Association. An NGO that when I presented this information in DC to their DC office, they were enraged. Not at the fact that there was this problem, but they were enraged at me. Right. 
Well, quite a few of these organizations you would think that have the poor's best interest at heart were not even interested in hearing what you had to say. Is that correct? Yeah, in fact, the one gentleman says, turn your gosh damn computer off. You know, I was demonstrating the the smoke coming from the, the chimney of the furnace and being drafted back in through this, what's called blend air intake. Literally, you can see the vapor. You know, if you look at Gassy America, there should be a uh, video showing you how that smoke comes out of the furnace stack or chimney and goes right back in three feet away into this intake and the people are breathing it inside the, the trailer. Well, when I was demonstrating that to the, the what's called the uh, Manufactured Housing Consensus Committee, uh, a department or branch of National Fire Prevention Association, the one gentleman there that was kind of the older one who had been there when they put this problem in place, he kept shouting at me, turn that gosh damn thing off. Really? Wow. Well, also, didn't the uh, NAACP pretty much shun you with your information? Oh, yes. See, because a lot of the black families live in mobile homes. In fact, when I was, you know, invited down to New Orleans, that's primarily where I was taken to. You know, I was only going to be there for three days and and testify in the... uh, Senate investigative committee meeting. But the families came up to me afterwards and said, would you mind coming out to our community and explaining the problem to our relatives and our neighbors? So instead of being in New Orleans for three days, I ended up being there for eight weeks. Oh, wow. You know, and uh, what was interesting, while I was there, my dear friend who knew me from back when we were working on the Jarvik Heart Project, Elaine Jarvik, she published the story that is linked as in the air.news. Did you look at that one, Travis? Yes, I got on that one, and that's going to be in the show notes. You're going to have to check the the other one. Uh, I couldn't get on that one. Uh, Which one? uh, Gassingamerica.com, so check that one. I couldn't find it. But I'm going to try uh, try poisoning the poor. Because, yeah, you know, poison. no doubt, like, I want to explain something to the audience real quick. The, 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 this man has been discredited, you know, shunned. His, his The whole establishment has turned against him. You know, like, he's he's been through quite a bit. And, of course, when you challenge, you know, CPS and, you know, these kind of, you know, federal... Uh, you know, eugenics Agency. programs basically they come at, they come after you a little bit. Yeah. So so Tom hasn't had it easy, and I really admire the man for how much he's put up with and done. Like I don't I don't know how you sleep at night, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but well, my conscience is clear. That's that's one thing that's in my favor. I mean, they've done everything they could to uh, suppress or injure me or prevent me from continuing. Right. But on the other hand, when you're you're trying to save babies and families, 
you know, you can't stop. Right. No, I, I applaud course. you, man. That's amazing. And this is just part one. Like, Tom's got a whole nother segment to talk about with health, basically. And the way Tom explained it to me was the best I've heard. And where whereas like it really made me question and think about it a little bit deeper and harder because I had heard it from um, the late Dr. Lorraine Day about how it's not God's diet to be um, eating meat the way we are. And I kind of wondered that and thought about it, and I'd had heard and heard her talk about in scripture where it's not appropriate for us to be eating meat like that and anyways the way tom explained it from a biblical perspective and also uh physiological uh, you know your 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 body basically i was like wow so anyways it just had me thinking and i just wanted to talk about that a little bit i know we got a caller chance hang tight a little bit because i want tom to really get out his ideas and thoughts because I think we got somebody special here. So, Tom, what, how did you how did you become knowledgeable about the, this health topic? Basically, <laughs> becoming a vegan. Well, like I say, the first thirty years of my professional life, I was working in veterinary pathology and human pathology, pediatric and geriatric. But I was driven actually into that field because of my own situation. When I was about four years of age, I went through a severe case of rheumatic fever. When I was 12 years of age, I had a a reoccurrence, and it left me with a damaged heart valve. So through my adolescent years and teenage years, you know, and uh, young adult, I was dealing with uh, angina, severe angina sometimes. You know, but I still would play baseball or football or whatever and just put up with the chest pain. So when I was graduating from high school, I right away uh, enrolled at the university to get into into medicine because I wanted to figure out how to fix myself. So, but I began, you know, initially working with a, with veterinary pathologists and and I was responsible for examining the health of the livestock in northern Utah. And then, of course, that helped me pay the bills to continue further into the human pathology. So when I hit the steel table in 1991, I had had 30 years experience dealing with animal and human disease. But I then finally put it together for me. And what's really interesting, they... I was diagnosed in 1991 with terminal malignant melanoma cancer, Clark 4. Wow. But I I survived it, and they told me, well, in a couple of years, we ought to go back in and fix that valve that's leaking. This was in 1991. By 1993, when they went back, they you know, to, to do a what they thought was going to be a repair of my valve, they found nothing wrong. Wow. Wow. So at that point, I started becoming vocal and sharing it around with family. And, of course, they were unhappy 
because one of the primary industries of my family is livestock. Like my father used to run a very large poultry ranch where we were producing and, uh, you know, producing eggs. And, of course, I would take the eggs up to the lab, and I'd be looking for no less than 120 different pathogens. Are you ready for that? 120. 120. 120. And a pathogen causes disease, correct? Is that is that something that causes a d- terminal disease or cancer? Yeah, well, for example, I'd, well, every egg on the planet carries salmonella. Every egg on the planet carries the mycoplasma that creates what's called Epstein-Barr, CMV, herpes simplex, herpes simplex. And if your immune system is, is weak, that pathogen and the antigen that comes with it will prevail and you'll suffer the clinical disease. So, and I was aware of that way back in the 50s. You know, back in 59, 60, 61, I was working in in veterinary pathology, and I knew of all the disease organisms that were in the animals. And by the way, they're the same as affect humans, because we're all in that same kingdom. Right. I'm flesh, my cow is flesh, my dog is flesh, my cat is flesh, my chicken is flesh, my fish is flesh. Right. And whatever pathogen enjoys flesh enjoys us all. Anyway, I did want to bounce back on this thing with the manufactured mobile home poisoning issue. Right okay. now, I'm re- really concerned because we've got sub-freezing temperatures. And, and I know many of my friends at RBN live in mobile homes, and I'm praying that they're making sure that they're not being poisoned by their system that was put in place. Are you ready for this, Travis? Yes. Put in place in 1976 under the orders of the federal government, the entire manufactured mobile home industry, including those units built for FEMA, come under the regulatory power of HUD, and the underwriting was written by National Fire Prevention Association, NFPA, allowing the industry to violate code and put this breathing air intake on the roof where nobody ever looks or or sees anything three feet away from the exhaust of the furnace. By the way, did Gassing America open up for you? Did you try putting in a double S? I did. I think you need to check that domain because that one says it's expired. And somebody else just messaged me on that. Thank you for that, Richard. Appreciate it. Um, but, I, yeah, check that domain because I know you probably have, sounds like maybe a dozen or more. <laughs> GassingAmerica.com. GassingAmerica, yeah. yeah I, I couldn't get to it. and I was trying to link it to the show. But uh, check that one. And again, I you know don't. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I had a it, issue with some websites I had, and and they were trying to overbill me, or somebody hacked it, or this or that. And so again, like these websites can go down. Tom's obviously been targeted. You know they don't want this information out. Google's not going to help you find it. You know, and it, this just shows basically what you just said. Tom confirms that the eugenics program 
has been going on for a long time. In 76, they wrote these laws to basically, you know, subacutely poison Americans knowingly, willingly. And the solution for this, Tom, is, is just make your, um, your vent, you know, four feet away or more, if you can. Am I correct? Uh, ten feet. Ten feet? Uh. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, if you're going to go four, might as well go ten. <laughs> well, see, at three feet, you're pretty much breathing uh, straight fumes anyway. It's got to have... Right. See, what's the... Uh, well, it's just going to suck it in because that the, it's, it's the intake. Uh, it's designed to come into the house. So it's basically just sucking that straight in if it's three feet away. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's unbelievable, really, what you just confirmed. Now, now is the website in the air.news working? That one is. In, the gas in is not. Yeah, I got on that one. How about poisoning the poor? Does that take you anywhere? Let me see here. Um, hope I typed it in right. No, he was just trying to get on his website, poisoning the poor, because one of them's not loading up. Gassingamerica.com is not loading up. Should be working because I just paid another thirty bucks for it. Well, I have to pay thirty bucks a month for that one, and they just took the thirty dollars out of my bank account. So Gassing America, it's actually hosted by Weebly, so it shouldn't have any problems. Best I uh, anyway. Right. Well, yeah. Check out his sites. He'll 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 get that straightened out. I'm sure soon. And uh, but Tom's got a lot of good sites. Tom's got a lot of information. And you know, again, I uh, yeah, he's he's definitely been around the block. And I again, I thought it was interesting that he had like two two different real big stories here. You know, one is the poisoning of Americans intentionally, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure you guys can all see that too. And then the other the other thing is, you know, they they want to keep us sick, and that's the that's what I wanted to say earlier, but I neglected to say is, you know, we're all, you know, we're living a little bit longer than we did a while ago, but we're not quite there. You know, like it's like we we get sick. There's a lot of diabetes. There's a lot of overweight. They're, they're, you know, look at Americans. Americans aren't that healthy, and so you got to wonder if that's something with our diet. And that's what what really struck a chord with with what what Tom was saying is the way that your body reacts to eating meat. So, Tom, can you explain that a little more? What happens to your body when you eat meat? Well, we are in that same kingdom if you're pay, playing uh, the game of charades. And let's say Travis is chosen as the object, right? Right. You come back into the room, they chose you as the object, and you ask the question, is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? So what's the answer if it's Travis? It's an animal. Okay. 
And here's a reality. Here's a fact of pathogenesis. The pathogens that attack you are flesh eaters. They're carnivores. They're obligate carnivores. That's why you're their meal. But they're also hosted or fed in any other animal because we all are basically made of the same material. Your muscle fiber is myosin. The uh, coating on your nerves is myelin. And I don't care which animal you go to, even to the worm or to the butterfly. The same protein structures are used in every animal. So whatever attacks, for example, the uh, tissues of your lungs, because every other animal has to have oxygen exchange, they have the same tissue that functions. See, this is kind of a weird way to say it, but I just say God, once he found out what worked, he didn't have to reinvent the wheel. If he found out that, uh, you know, uh, cilia worked in your lungs, he would use it in every animal or something equivalent to it like in the fish. So whatever attacks the lung of a fish or lung of a cow or lung of a of a worm, of course, worms don't have to have lungs. They, they do it through the outer surface. Through the skin. Yeah. Right. That tissue is, sub, sub, how do you say, susceptible to that pathogen that attacks that tissue. And it doesn't care which animal it's in. However, the advantage the animals have is their elevated temperature if they're a mammal or a bird or their lower temperature if they're a reptile or a fish. And what's really interesting, and see, I knew this way back in 1959, 58, 60, 61, the prime temperature of maturization for almost every pathogen that I ever cultured or identified was 98 degrees. Now, what really? animal on the planet runs at 98 degrees? humans that's right <laughs> wow hey egg tight guys we got a break that's that's deep that's pretty good wow <laughs> Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. 
That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit RepublicBroadcasting.org today because you can 